And we are back with episode 846 of The Critical Myth. I'm John, your host, and tonight we have... Uh, this is Gary from Jacksville. And due to popular demand, we'll be discussing television shows this evening. That's right. That's right. Actually, the ones that aired that are normally on our list, uh, which actually is not a huge amount. So I have no idea how long this episode is actually going to run. Um, but at least somewhere in there, there are some big episodes. So I'm sure that we'll have some uh, room for discussion. But before we do any of that, Gary, if you could give the usual disclaimer. Absolutely. Um, we've given we've tried to give you guys uh, at least a week if not several weeks, to catch up on the various shows we're going to be discussing. Um, during the course of this, we will discuss the episodes in detail, including any spoilers, lives, deaths, marriages, uh, rebirths, or uh, even perhaps new changes of wardrobe, if the uh, if, if the topic works. So um, we're letting you know that if you haven't watched these shows and you don't want to be spoiled, uh, pause us before you come back and listen to us. If not, listen to all our witty banter about them. That's right, and we are going to go ahead and get started, as we usually do these days, by kind of going through the week. Uh, we usually start on Wednesdays. It's just kind of the, the cycle that we got into uh, a few years ago. So Wednesday through Tuesday, and so whatever shows aired in that particular sequence. And since it's over the course of three weeks, I might uh, kind of skip around a little bit, but that's generally the uh, the order that I'm going to go. So. First off, during that time, we actually had, and it's been uninterrupted, which is actually rather impressive when you think about it, uh, more episodes of Vikings. We had three of them. We had uh, Season 5, Episode 4, The Plan, Episode 5, The Prisoner, and then Episode 6, The Message. And uh, I have to say that, you know, this, this show continues to be a pretty solid performer, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Edmund actually has a note for this, and... Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to see if I can actually decipher what it is that he has to say here. He didn't give a score or anything, but he does say, uh, was Ivar perhaps carried off by a weather balloon? Was Floki asked why he resigned? Did Bjorn wake up in a picturesque village? Oh, wait, North Africa. That would be the AMC remake. Never mind. That has to be a prisoner reference because the episode's name was The Prisoner. Wow. Someone out yeah. there, please tell me you got that. <laughs> so, I was waiting it for it once for I saw the title. Yeah, I was yeah. waiting for it once I saw the title. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, you knew he was going to have to comment about the prisoner, right? Uh, yeah, it's it's been a pretty solid season. I do still feel like it's a little bit difficult to keep track of all the characters because they all look alike. I mean, you know, they're they're kind of dirty, covered with blood, killing each other, uh, lots of beards, mostly on the men. So it, yeah, it's <laughs> it, it's difficult sometimes because it's like, oh, it's Bjorn, Bjorn, Bjar, you know, things like that. It's, but uh, at the same time, it's still incredibly watchable. And Ivar is psychotic and he's fun to watch. So uh, that one is still uh, pretty high on my list, coming in around an eight most of the time. Uh, let's see. Also on Wednesday nights, uh, airing actually six episodes over the course of three weeks, The Librarians is back. And uh, Gary, I know that this is typically a, a fun one for you that you, you do enjoy uh, watching this show. And, and it, it is very well timed for the holidays to kind of bring a little frivolity back to the airways so to, or airwaves, so to speak. Oh yeah, no. Um, it's back. It's um, back in full force. It's been um, it's been a lot of fun. I I do have to say I feel that the uh, that uh, Noah Wiley's character still is having tendency, at least for the episodes so far this season, to really overpower the other uh, librarians. And I'm sad to see that. Um, not that I don't mind him popping up as I'll call it special guest star status to have him in every episode. Um, waters down the rest of the cast too much. They have to feed Noah Wiley's character too much. Um, is it Finn, I believe it is? Yep. 
um, to, they have to give. He just takes up too much of the dialogue, the plot line, and I want to see the other librarians. Honestly, I feel that they were the ones that brought the show back, and then now uh, uh, Finn hopped back into it, and I don't enjoy it that much. Not that I despise uh, Noah Wiley, not that I don't like the Finn character, but he just takes command of the of the episode and the series um, when he's in it regularly, and I I don't get enough of the uh i don't get enough other time enough time with the other um, librarians and that's where probably my biggest complaint is yeah they've had a, a few uh very notable guest stars this season so far with john noble and rachel nichols and i hope they continue to keep up what i would consider to be really nice uh guest casting uh while they're going through this uh i again this show doesn't take itself too seriously and i'm happy with that i'm fine with that it does not need to be a dark uh drama much uh the way that uh, it's at times warehouse 13 turned into um i'll be happy with keeping it light and um i um i've heard uh from tidbits that um i might get my wish and they are going to be focusing a little bit more on some of the uh the other librarians besides finn so i'm very happy for that uh, yeah i think that uh that certainly is in the wings uh, from what i hear as well so i'm trying to go back and look at exactly where this left off because it might actually uh i i think that it's it's safe to say that um yeah, the first half of the season is very heavy with... with is it Finn or Flynn? Flynn, 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 Flynn. Uh, yeah. Flynn. Flynn. Um, it's very heavy with him, which I know all of us are kind of groaning about because it, it, he does tend to dominate because the writers love to make him the smartest person ever. But um, there were some really good tidbits in there. I mean, uh, the the episode where the guy who played Simcoe on turn uh, came around, he was like the, the old... Uh, librarian from the past uh that that's was where he was episode. from oh yeah yeah I, Dar- darrington dare i think it was yes, the yes, yeah, something yeah, like yeah. That. it was in the episode the bleeding crown yeah and the bleeding crown excuse me uh but yes and of course uh there is the new kind of semi-antagonist nicole who is played by uh rachel nichols which is always fun to see her on the screen i i i, I miss her from the alias days onward so Oh, definitely. Yeah, no, I was, I, I was uh, over. I was really thrilled to see her uh, back on 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 the air again. Uh, I enjoy her acting, and um, although I still have to get adjusted to her as a uh, a bad guy, I'm more mm. used to her uh, you know, continuum years and and things of that nature. But exactly. uh, but but she's still uh, quite enjoyable to watch, and so I, I'm glad to see she's getting work again. Let's see here. So yeah, I mean, it's been a good season so far. I think I've actually either I've gotten used to the show to the point where I just kind of take it as it is and just let it let it kind of give me a, an hour or two of just uh, happy entertainment. Or you know, uh, I've 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 just kind of stopped looking for it to be more than it's going or something different than it's going to be. So, but like I said, it's timed very well for this for this uh, particular season. That it it seems like they found their rhythm and the fact that they found or. <laughs> managed to get four seasons so far is actually pretty amazing when you think about it. Although I still don't understand why they feel the need to double up episodes sometimes. It just, you know, seems like a bit much. But, you know, to be honest, uh, like we said, there wasn't a whole lot else on, so maybe that was their strategy. I'm just glad we're getting rid of the uh, Flynn-Eve romance, because that, that just that never worked for me. I, it's It seems so forced on this show, and I don't know why, but um, it just doesn't work. It, I mean, I don't feel the actors have any chemistry with each other at all, and maybe that's showing. Uh, but I just, I, I don't buy it. Every time they they 
they sort of throw it at us. And uh, yeah, well, how about you, John? Have, have you bought that aspect of this yet? Uh, it never really resonated for me, so I'm glad that they're kind of moving on from it. Uh, the whole romance thing, um, and I th- and I think that honestly, you know, I like the fact that they have also moved on from Cassandra and her uh, brain grape. Uh, I think that it kind of ran out its its <laughs> its time as as a as a bit of a plot device. I think that when they weren't sure if the show was going to go very long, it made sense. But then, um, you know, it, it kind of had to pass. So uh, I'm glad yeah. that it, they've moved on from that. I'm glad they've squashed it too. Yes, yes, they squashed the brain brain. <laughs> yes. uh, I almost got that out. <laughs> So close, but yeah. So um, overall, I'd say I'm still enjoying the series. I'm glad that they, you know, they took. They looks like they're escorting uh, Flynn out for a while, and um, uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. But so far, um, it's been keeping up to the standards that it's been putting forward. So I wouldn't say that I feel the show has changed the season at all or has a different flavor about it. It seems pretty darn consistent. I'm curious if um, they're actually going to have a uh, big bad uh, run throughout the throughout the season. Given we're halfway through. I don't get the sense that that's going to happen. I think we're, I guess we're going to stick with maybe one or two episode villains and not have some huge arc the way that they had, but uh, I'm fine with that. It's been working well. Okay. So we did have going back a few weeks now, the mid season uh, finale for, or, or break for Riverdale season two, episode nine, silent night, deadly night, a nice classic horror uh, title there. And that actually was a really good one. Uh, I, I gave it a nine. I think that that show has definitely been, as I've said many times before, really killing it in the second season, sometimes literally. And it's, it's, it's really a, a fun, guilty ple- pleasure type of show. Also, uh, actually coming to an end was Mr. Robot uh, with its uh, third season now concluded. And that was a really good ending. And, uh, now you've been praising that series. Do you feel it went out the way it should? Do you think it wish you went it, it went some other route as it closed up? Or oh, this this finale was tense and exactly what I was hoping it would be. And they have really set the stage for a, a great fourth season. I think the third season was, as I think I mentioned a couple of times, a return to form. And if anything, it it it, it really elevated things to to a new level. So uh, yeah, I, I'm really quite happy with it. And I'm I'm actually sad that it was only ten episodes. I could have watched another. 10 episodes after that and been perfectly fine with it. Um, but I'd rather they take their time. Uh, Edmund also had some comments on that. He said, a compelling end to the third season. Uh, my biggest gripe was Dom and Darlene not being on to Santiago earlier and taken so easily in the parking garage. I was sure they'd sussed him out during the penultimate episode, but that did lead to the shocking brute force recruitment of Dom, so largely forgiven. After all the myriad machinations, I was very, it was very satisfying to finally bring Elliot and Mr. Robot, even if, or perhaps fittingly, it's in the face of how much they've been inadvertently serving the 0.01% they sought to bring down. Um, and finally, poor Angela, even if, just like another recent parental revelation, hi Ray, hi Kylo, the source is highly suspect. Although Michael Christopher does one hell of a job of selling it, and for the Rubicon fans, I totally believe Philip Price is Truxton Spangler's day job and cover identity. Once again, Edmund bringing some slightly uh, erudite comments here that are for uh, some of our long-term listeners. So... Let's see. Beyond that, we had some episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that ran. Uh, We had, let's see, let me go back here. Season 5, Episode 4, A Life Earned. Episode 5, Rewind. Uh, Now, what did you think of these two episodes? I know that I have a lot of thoughts on Rewind. 
Oh, geez. That was really, uh, I I enjoyed that a great deal. Um, You know, they basically laid out what's been going on, or at least, well, part of what's been going on uh, since the beginning of the season. And I everything fit really well it made a lot of sense i love this whole uh fits uh you know trying to work out the problem wherever he could under any circumstances even if it's uh, you know someplace he didn't necessarily want to be i love him reaching dead ends that didn't make sense till finally he says oh they must have been taken by aliens <laughs> that's it you're done um i thought that was uh, quite humorous but at the same time it sort of is the scientific method to some way you explore something as fully as you can and then when it doesn't work out you have to go in a different different um a different direction and it makes a lot of sense but it's ex- extremely frustrating nonetheless um let's see um the uh, but uh you know that that um episode uh, was a little bit better in my mind uh than um than a life earned but at the same time it wasn't bad either it's a uh, a life earned is a sort of a little chunk of a very dystopian story if we don't integrate it into the the larger uh, plot line and just by itself it stands stands pretty uh, you know pretty nice that you're found in this place and then you find out there's nowhere else to go and so you have to start working within what you have because there's nothing else there until there is or at least we think there is and um it's uh i really feel like they're laying a lot of um foundation bricks to uh build uh to build and go forward with the story for and after we dealt with some of the other plot lines over last seasons i feel this so far is holding up just as well or if not better than some of the other plot lines that we had to deal with so um i think they're doing a great job i know we were sort of surprised that they came back for this fifth season wondering oh geez what are they gonna pull out of their hats now but geez they, they pulled pretty good john they, they pulled a pretty good hand they really did. This, and, and it's funny because there was someone who actually was foolish enough in another uh, on, on a Facebook group to say that they feel like this season was a waste. And I said, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> they got jumped on, on because this has really been a great season. Uh, a life earned, Edmund has to say here, this episode was a great payoff to all the elements they've been building up in this uh, so far excellent season. Zeke's cynicism growing out of his very direct connection to the old ones. Daisy and Gemma dodging the bullet courtesy of admittedly convenient telepathic and human. The sparkest vibe of uh, Cassius... Uh, Uh, warrior auction and then oh yeah fits (laughs) on the slightly downside max struggles adjusting to the situation and regret losing his virtual but very real to him daughter still feels stilted and and i admit that's probably one of the weaker sides of it but mac has always kind of been uh, a hard character for them to write for i think um and edmund says for rewind well i wanted fitz's backstory to be great and it was as a real football fan loved the letter code and I've said it elsewhere, but it bears repeating. Fitz and Hunter are the best RV buddies since, uh, well, uh, Laura Moon and Matt Sweeney a few months ago on American Gods. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Fitz and Hunter are great together. Oh, yeah. No, I love that scene where Fitz is like, okay, I've got a plan to get me out. You have to visit me every, you know, every once a month for the next six or seven months and sneak in a piece of equipment. Oh, no. I'm like, yeah, right out. Please. <laughs> I thought that that was uh, really funny. Um, I miss seeing Bobby along with him, but um, obviously that probably won't happen, (laughs) given how far, far away she is in space. That's right. That's right. I'm I'm looking forward to this coming back. In fact, an episode aired tonight before we started recording, so I get to watch that tomorrow. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, let's see, as we go on from there, The Exorcist ended its second season, and it ended very well. I really liked where they came down to on that one. Uh, it, they really brought the entire uh, um, the second season to a great close. I have no idea if they're going to be able to bring it back for a third season. The second season itself was a minor miracle, um, appropriate given there are priests as main characters. But um, 
yeah, I was just happy that they were able to deliver a really solid second season, and there's some great character work in there. Um, finally, I think, uh, well, no, actually, I'll just mention that uh, along the way, we also had the return of The Gifted for its 11th episode, 3 by one or 3X1, as, as it should be. And, uh, yeah, it came back once again. There are some really good uh, new... Uh, developments as they go into uh, what will be a two-episode, uh, two-hour finale in a couple weeks. So I hope that it, it continues to do well. I hope it's doing well in the ratings. I haven't really been uh, paying attention to the ratings for this show, but it does seem to be a very uh, a kind of dark horse show where people aren't really talking about it very much, but it just does uh, really well <laughs> as far as creatively, but I don't know if it's uh, doing... Um, gangbusters in the ratings but uh i, I really enjoy it and it, it, they actually brought in the step for cuckoos if you remember oh, from the yes X-Men. yes they, yeah so i really like that because boyd was that effectively done i i'm sure that they use triplets for it but they do a really nice job um so that brings us down to the only other show we haven't talked about uh, out of all of these and that would be doctor who the christmas special the final adventure for the 12th Doctor. So, Twice Upon a Time, as it was called. And, yeah. Uh, what did you think of this one, Gary? Um, I enjoyed the premise. I, th- I thought it was very interesting to um, to um, to pull back the Doctors. I'm, I was, I'm curious of the actual reasoning why they chose the first Doctor, given they could have gone through all of them. So, um, I, I didn't have a chance to know if they had any sort of... Um, background discussion about that I, I haven't had a chance to look up if they had those little extra teasers the way that they sometimes do on doctor who episodes to talk about it after the fact but um yeah no um i thought it, thought it was nice i guess in a sense we're seeing the beginning and the ending of the um of the doctor's career to some extent and so it was fitting from that point of view um i it seemed um natural enough um Sometimes the Doctor gets guest stars during these holiday specials, and it seems forced and contrived, and this seemed to work rather well. I wonder how many other times Doctors run into each other um, during the course of things. Um, It was nice that they – you had a sense that they were the same person. Even though they were at different points in their lives, they were still had the same doubts as if that person in some ways had not changed at all and that they had that commonality about them that regardless of what they appeared to look like, that they uh, you know, that they were still in some sense the same person, that they had these fears and doubts about, cha- about uh, regeneration or at least not being who they are at the moment. So uh, I thought that was a, a sort of a touching commentary to, to put, up, put on them. Um, the actual problem itself, uh, it was, was, I suppose it worked, it worked well enough for me. I enjoyed the, um, I didn't think I was going to enjoy the companion flashback section that they had had near the end Mm. because honestly it made no sense. But at the same time, I, I turned it around and thought to myself, well, those actors and actresses were definitely someone who, you know, helped define the 12th doctor's period. And it wouldn't, wouldn't be proper to not have them showcased at some point. And I was trying to think of where else to showcase them. And I couldn't quite come up with a good, good idea either. So uh, I just have to throw my hands up and just say it needed to be done. (laughs) Um, But it, it just, it just, I don't know where to put them, but the, the actors themselves needed the, needed to be, um, recognized so i just i tossed it up to that um now i'll admit that i've i've never been a strong um a strong fan of this of this doctor however i i 
there's been several times throughout his his reign that um, I feel that he's done a, a very good job, and this was definitely one of them. Uh, I think part of what contributes to my feeling that about him this time around is that a little bit of the goofiness was gone. I felt that the uh, doctor has gone over the edge so so often with the, uh, humor and jokes and ludicrousness that um, it often um, uh, uh, made me downgrade my opinion of 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 his performance. Uh, maybe some of it was the writing, maybe some of it wasn't, but this was a, a well-balanced. There was still humor in it. It wasn't morose all the time, but um, it was very well-tempered, and I think that's that helped me enjoy it a little bit more than I might have otherwise done. Yeah, I know the 12th Doctor wasn't your your uh, your favorite on the list. Uh, what, what do you think, uh, just a little bit that you got to see of the 13th? Uh, Jeez, I, I really don't want to say anything because as I think about other regenerations and we with the little snippets we saw of them, um, I think how different Matt Smith um, actually turned out from even within the first episode versus his his teaser, uh, you know, at the end of the special. So, I, and uh, likewise for uh, David Tennant. So I we just didn't see enough to do anything. Mm, it's fair enough. Fair you know, enough. It, it's just this sort of ta-da, and I don't I don't want to put more on it than that. Except I like the idea that perhaps that they are separated from the resources of the TARDIS for even a short while that uh, might lend for interesting um, an inter- interesting introductory storyline where we're forced to see them uh, handle things themselves rather than going to the magic box so uh, I'll, so um, I'm I'm hoping that it sounds like a nice starting off point for any writer with a new character strip you know strip them down bare to have no resources and then let them build from there yeah it's not a bad idea especially considering it's kind of metaphorical for the fact that it's a new showrunner like you say so uh, there's always that um i do feel like maybe the um the the adversary if you even want to call it that was was a little bit i don't know if weak is the word that i use i'd use for it but i think that uh because i do like the idea that they that they were worried that it was going to be some kind of hostile uh uh, enemy, a new one, and it turned out to be something a little bit more benign, um, something that kind of spoke to the Doctor's legacy in certain respects. Um, and Moffat does kind of like to put his stamp on the fact that he is like the one speaking for the longevity of the series for whatever reason he thinks he's special in that way. But hmm. it does well, he's had, sense, he's so. had a significant impact regardless of oh, how he has. Proved, so. Mainly for the timing that he was there, you know, I mean, so there is that. But, um, but I think that just the character work was good, and I and I love the guy who who played the the, the first Doctor. You know, he was in a a documentary about William Hartnell, and he played uh, Hartnell ex- incredibly well. And so now to get him get to see him playing the first Doctor <laughs> is a nice touch, to say the least. Um, Edmund had some comments about this. He says, I'll get the annoyances out of the way first. Jumping around from pole to trench to spaceship wreaked havoc with the pacing. The reunions with the companions was cloying, even for Christmas. It also reminded me, despite giving Capaldi brilliant showcases in its aftermath, how much Clara's continuation was shoehorned in. Um, And and that's interesting to say that because I I still say that Clara was a better companion than Bill was at the end of the day. Um, That said, Peter Capaldi gave us the greatest regeneration scene ever, with humor and words to live by for the ages, especially in these times. Uh, I know we avoid politics, but I'm sure Moffat wasn't. And in the end, I knocked some portion of the points off because I'm just going to miss him so much, especially given all the connections to my childhood doctor. Um, And as good as David Bradley is as Hartnell, I wish I could visit whichever color fringe verse it is where they persuaded Sean Pertwee to step in as his dad. How much cooler would that have made the Lethbridge Stewart reveal? which I totally saw coming. Yeah, who didn't see that coming? <laughs> but um, 
That reminds me, actually, of one of the things that I really did love about this episode, though, and that was the reenactment of the uh, the Christmas um, armistice, I guess they call it, or the Christmas... Uh... Yeah, no, armistice is a good word for it. Yeah, yeah no, it's, I, I forget uh... that there's usually a term that's used. You're the, you're the World War One expert, too. So. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, tr- sometimes it's called, yeah, yeah, the Christmas truce. It's uh, sometimes referred to as as well. And it it's an actual historical event, and... Uh, Several people were brought up on charges on both sides afterwards, um, but yeah, it was that it it very much was what you saw on the on on the screen. They stopped fighting. They exchanged gifts, sang Christmas carols together, and it was a moment of peace in the middle of horror. So yeah, it, it's it was that one perfect moment, if you want to call it that, and it's uh, it was all true. <laughs> you know, it was not yeah. made up for the show. It was not a wish. It was not something. Hey, let's do this. No, it, it was actual fact, and I loved how they worked that into there. Oh, yeah. I, as I as I saw it coming, my mouth gasped open. Mm. So. Uh, it's one of my favorite historical footnotes, I guess you could say. Um, it's, it's, as you said, a kind of moment of humanity and gross inhumanity. So it, it, and it's just something that it seems so improbable. And yet the fact that it happened and that people are, you know, made note of it is, and that it was used so brilliantly here to kind of prove a point. Um, yeah, it was really well done. And in fact, it was interesting seeing how, how they filmed it because they made a lot with what little they had to work <laughs> to do that with. So, um, yeah, that was one of my favorite parts of the whole thing. Um, and, of course, you know, the, the Lethbridge-Stewart uh, connection. I mean, visually, you could tell that that's where they were going with it. And I think that that worked pretty well, um, cons- all things considered. Uh, again, Moffat kind of, once again, playing with time and, and, and um, momentousness, if you will. But why not? It's his last go-around, so... Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed the, enjoyed it. I, I do understand a, a couple of the criticisms, but at the same time, I feel like uh, I I really liked Capaldi. I don't think that you know as much as uh, I I I did enjoy him. I can't quite say he's my favorite Doctor. I think that there are a lot of aspects of Twelve that I enjoy, but um, I think he was unfortunately. He, I think of the three seasons that he had, only one of them really to me is a is a solid season. I think it, the first one with with Clara was hit and miss. I think the middle season was the best one. Um, and then I think that this last one was just, I, I really didn't enjoy Bill as a companion, so it was hard for me to really get into. But um, all that told, I think that uh, I, I really enjoyed 12, even if uh, 11 continues to be my, 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 my doctor, so to speak, of the new hmm. era, for sure. Uh, I'm looking forward to 13, though. I, I mean, I did like what little we, we, we saw. It, like you said, it is a little bit hard to judge, but it, what, it, as far as first impressions go, it's not like I recoiled and said, oh, this is not going to be good or anything like that. I, I was kind of, as you said, uh, intrigued by where they left things. So hopefully... I'm looking forward to the River Song episode. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> that's, that's right. Boy, if, if she didn't recognize him when he was Capaldi... <laughs> oh, oh. Think about it. There's going to be, you know, they could have an entire adventure and she'd never realize. Um, that would be interesting. It would. It would. I don't know if uh, if the new uh, guy will do that though. I think he may leave River Song as uh, as Moffat left her. So. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. I, I was just a wishful thought. I. I yeah, yeah. I haven't heard anything still, about. Still, it would that. be interesting, wouldn't it? Hmm. Uh, the Doctor's Wife Part Two. <laughs> At any rate, that's it. That's all we had on our list. Uh, so it is a bit of a shorter episode. And, uh, well, uh, if nothing else, we can say that things are going to pick up pretty quickly here in January. We've already got some shows like The X-Files coming back. Uh, boy, is that going to be an interesting topic. And, yeah, we have the the DCW shows starting up very soon. And we should have uh, a pretty full slate. 
pretty quickly. I'm um, still not sure as far as programming notes go exactly what our scheduling is going to be like in the future. I mean, we did uh, have two episodes this week. Um, I don't know exactly when the next ones are going to parse out. Uh, it's going to be uh, based a lot on how much material we have to work with. So uh, we're not going to try and force it. Um, for instance, if we try to do it in just one, you know, one week from now, we would probably only have one or two episodes again. So we'll have to see. Um, as we stack things up, but I, I do think we do want to get on a more regular schedule, even if we do solidify what has been a, something of a every other week schedule uh, in 2017, and we just want to kind of s- stick to that in 2018. It may work out better for us uh, scheduling wise, as uh, as we kind of continue to uh, kind of get used to certain other changes uh, offline, shall we say? So. Uh, we'll, we'll be uh, kind of keeping things in touch. I did not get a chance to um, get a dedicated channel on the Vogue Network Discord, but uh, go on over to vognetwork.com and you can see the uh, the link for the Discord there. And I think we're more and more seeing content for the network uh, and, and conversations around the content for, on the network popping up on the Discord. So please go over there. And uh, I, I'm trying to get back in the groove of going over there now that I'm off of vacation and th- things are kind of settling in. So... Gary, any last words for these uh, couple of episodes here? Um, I have to say, for the shows that are running, I'm I'm enjoying them a great deal. Um, I'm, I too am looking forward to the uh, new Doctor Who, and um, I think there's uh, a lot of returning shows this year that um, look pretty strong. And I'm uh, um, I haven't I'm a little dis well I don't know it's a dual edged sword. Are you happy your old shows came back, or are you sad, sad that you're not hearing about new shows? Um, it seems like we're getting a lot of uh, returns, so hopefully that just means uh, good quality. One can hope. All right. Well, then we will be back soon. Again, keep your eyes on the Discord, perhaps, to see uh, what our schedule looks like. And until then. And so ends another epic episode of The Critical Myth. If you want to leave a comment for this show, head over to vognetwork.com. Not only can you find links to the podcast version of each show, but there is a dedicated forum, a ton of written reviews and related articles by the crew throughout the site. For the written reviews, you can even leave your own review. So let us know if you agree or not. You can also leave comments on our Facebook page, Critical Myth, on Twitter at Critical Myth, or Google Plus under The Critical Myth Show. Any and all use of copyrighted material is only intended for discussion, commentary, parody, or educational purposes in accordance with U.S. Code Title 17, also known as Fair Use. In other words, please don't sue us. And of course, the statements and opinions of the Critical Myth crew are not necessarily those of the VOG network, its partners, or affiliates. But let's face it, we're probably right anyway. Until next time, watch, watch, read, read, and listen, and listen, and believe, and believe in the critical, in the critical myth.